This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 216, Great. <laughs> and you always complain that I take too long, so I mean. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. We're going to put you in one of those commercials, the little voice that talks about the drugs really fast. What a voice that talks about drugs fast? Yeah, that's what I need. What a commercial are you talking about? I've never Every heard this commercial. commercial. Oh, you mean like prescription drugs. I thought yeah. you meant like cool drugs. <laughs> yeah, the, all the ads for cocaine that we see <laughs> these days. <laughs> hey, kids, I know you heard a lot about us in the 80s, but it, we're cool again. <laughs> it's we're cocaine. Cool again. <laughs> we're back. It's expensive. <laughs> First point, it's expensive. Second point, it will hurt you. You're going to love how expensive it is. It's going to make you feel big. (laughs) Bullet point number one, it's expensive. Bullet point number two, you're going to love how expensive it is. (laughs) That's a really good commercial. Um, Just want to say this is a drug-free show, and we do not support drugs. Don't do drugs. Probably not. Right. Um, Okay, so what are are we doing today, Matt? All right. Well, we got got business to attend to. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. As we like talked about last week, Invitational's coming up right around the corner. And in, fa- in fact, uh, the day of this episode coming out, you've already either watched or missed uh, the what we're calling draft day. The draft day of the Invitational has happened. Yeah. So today we're going to go over what we revealed in that draft day. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the slices that we made for this tournament, which there's a whole extra kind of layer to that. We're going to talk about the faction sets that go with this tournament, which is a new thing. Um, And we're going to lead it all off with just talking about what multi-draft even is, because I think for a lot of people, multi-draft is a very new thing, and it probably is worth covering just as a basic procedure. What is multi-draft? Because we're using it in this tournament, so let's explain it. That's kind of what we're going to hit today. Well, I think we should start with the first question. Uh, What's a multi? What is a multi? So multi is the uh, judicial arm of the Twilight Imperium government, uh, yeah. He is the sole uh, juror, uh, and he determines all the rules in the game, uh, more so yes. than Dane even does. If 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 a thing is so unclear that it does not have an answer, only then may Dane give an answer. But if mm-hmm. an answer can be discerned from the language of the question, Milty seems to always be correct. So we often refer yes. to Milty as a person. He's a great guy. He was a part of the development of P.O.K. Uh, and... As part of a longtime fandom of the game, he developed a very awesome drafting procedure that has been uh, coded into Tabletop Simulator. This is a weird one because this is multi draft is actually harder to do in person. So people playing with IRL groups, their tools are being made available where you can do a multi draft in person. Um, but hopefully, we're going to give you the tools today to sort of like be able to do it yourself, but I will say this much. Multi-draft on Tabletop Simulator is like the smoothest, cleanest, fastest way to start a game. Ooh, it's uh, pretty smooth. And, and it's, uh, can, it's can dynamic. I, I want to throw something out there, Please though, do. for the IRL people. Yep. If in your IRL group, you have one person who uh, has Tabletop Simulator, right? they could, if you, wanted to, if you hear about this draft and you're like, I want to do it in real life, I don't play on TTS, an easy way to do it, actually, 
would be to have that player go into the multi-draft tool in TTS and go ahead and have it generate your starting yep. draft pool stuff. Right. If it does that, you could a lot easier, I think, just go from there. Um, just go from there, totally. like, and just follow off of its initial state. You would you would not have to use it anything after that. So literally, this person could just screenshot it send it to their phone, bring it to the game day, and yep. say, here's what the multi-draft gave me. Let's set this up, and then we will do the draft. But what I do know is some folks out there in the community are trying to develop ways to do it in a web browser, as well as uh, Daryl was working on kind of a pre-coded multi-draft that you can print off as cards, and then you would deal the cards out, and that would be how you do the, do the multi-draft. Let's get more into it to explain why this is such a complicated procedure that in some ways requires Tabletop Simulator. So multi-draft in its purest form, primarily does this. You click the start button, and it gives you between six and nine factions to choose from within a draft. It gives you six speaker order. This is all assuming a six-player game. Um, you can do more or less, and you just change the numbers around. It's fine. Um, but six speaker order positions, meaning like one little uh, little token says speaker on it, and then all the others say two, three, four, five, six. Six being last place in speaker order during round one. And then the third thing is built slices between six and nine built slices. Now, multi-draft, the beauty of built draft in Tabletop Simulator is it randomizes uh, balanced slices for you. Now, they're not perfectly balanced, but they're not completely busted wide open slices. There are coding things in there to make it to where it has kind of relatively even values and you're not going to get like a slice with nothing but anomalies in it or whatever. It's that sort of a thing. You end up getting um, the three tiles adjacent to your home system, the tile adjacent to Mechatol Rex in your direct line, and then the left equidistant. That is what a multi-draft slice looks like. Now, you don't have to think yeah. of the left. The left equidistant isn't actually yours. Once it's on the map, it's between you and <laughs> people your neighbor and to the left. That it is but people that. try to say that it is my, so that's, hey, that's mine, and I have some sort of like rights to it. But regardless... That's the difficult to reproduce part of multi-draft is the idea that like, hey, it kind of auto-generates slices for you. So when we talk about like Daryl's making cards, he's made like a handful of slices and printed them out on cards. And then you can shuffle those up and deal those and get like a set of randomized slices. But if you play a lot, you're going to end up seeing the same like 12 slices or however many it is kind of a number of times. So the real, real, real beauty of multi-draft is that completely random. You get crazy slices that are very interesting and lead to maps. You're not used to seeing in cooperative build and you're not used to seeing in like maps that me and people like aviator make where it's like, Hey, we've balanced all of this. You get way, way weirder slices and it feels like a more authentic Twilight Imperium where it's like, hey, we sometimes we don't want like a perfectly sculpted, yeah. balanced map. Yeah. We want really weird stuff to happen that we have to play against. I really like what uh, what you were kind of almost saying there, Matt, which was like, I, I feel like this is the way for the community to sort of bring us full circle yep. and incorporate all of the uh, the vast knowledge that has been gained by not us, but the community yes. uh, on Twilight Imperium and then create um, a process for drafting that feels closer to what the game felt like when it was first unboxed by yes. people. Right. I feel like right. it Before feels closer you knew to how like to gamify 
Yeah. The yeah. competitive map builder. It's like, well, you got to do it this way so that you get all the right resources. Like the things we all liked in our first couple of games was like, oh, I'm going to put my supernova over by that person and block their path. That kind of stuff can still happen. And it's mm-hmm. not any one person making a bad decision. It's this draft. The, the draft gave us this crazy slice. And I found an interesting way to use it based on how the draft played out. You can get so there are sometimes there's just straight up bad slices that no one's going to play in. But there are enough slices in the draft that like, well, okay, one of them's lobbed off and you just kind of go with the others. Um, So then let's talk about the actual drafting procedure. This is in much more familiar territory. Now that we have slices that are independent of their position on the map, we in order, we roll in for some sort of draft order, just totally random. And then in a serpentine or snake draft order, meaning player one, through six and then six goes a second time to then go six through one and in this one we have three choices to make so we're going to go back again so it's one to six six to one one to six uh and in that draft order on each turn you either select the slice you want to play in or have your home system in right you or you select the faction you want to play as or you select your round one speaker order and that last part is the thing that a lot of us have been trying to solve for for what feels like a long time it's something we've even talked about on the show of like we really want something that incorporates that round one speaker order without like feeling so static that's why like ours we randomly assign speaker order after the draft and people don't tend to like that because it doesn't feel like a decision someone just kind of gets the random candy of like you get speaker so everything's better for you now Mm-hmm. Um, how could you gamify that? And that's what multi-draft does. By making it three different things to select, the weight of it then becomes, well, let's say you're let's say you're first in order, right? First order, I get my pick of the litter of anything. However, it's going to be like 11 more choices before it gets back to me, and then right. I pick my other two things. So I could nab whatever slice I want, but then I'm left with like a middle of the pack faction and uh, speaker order position. And it makes it, because there's three things, the thing we see in our draft all the time is because there's only two choices, there actually are better spots in the draft than others. Um, Two two choices means first in the draft order sucks because you get whatever faction you want, but then you get like completely not the slice that goes with what you wanted to do. And so we always had to balance maps based off of that idea. You had to make the map where it's like, well, this slice is better, but knowing that means you will get this thing in this order or whatever. Multi-draft fixes all of that by being like you get the great thing of one thing but you will get less good of the other two things or whatever and every draft order that sort of works out in a balanced way mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that the three different axes for it is kind of the most important uh part yeah. and the part that i also like the most to kind of give you an idea of like how this feels like in a traditional draft structure if there's only two things that you're gunning for um, a lot of the times there will be, uh, I would call kind of empty choices yes. from an individual's perspective. Let's say that I got my pick of the litter when it came to factions, but then for slice, I'm picking between the two worst. And actually it doesn't even seem like it's that much of a choice. Like people could argue about it, but it feels kind of unimportant. Yeah. What I like about multi-draft is anytime you might feel like that, there's always like, oh, well, I'll just get a better order. Like right. if like I find what happens to me is let's say I'm like first pick or second pick or something like that. I pick a faction that I want to play. I'm like, all right, cool. Comes back around to me. Maybe all the good fly- slices have been taken. Yeah. And I'm looking at the slices and I'm like, these all kind of are. I They're all bad. So I don't care which one. Yeah. Suddenly 
the choice feels meaningless. And then because there's that third option of my my position, right. you know, maybe I don't get speaker, but maybe I can get second spot or third spot, you know. Right. Um, that's my favorite thing about how it feels to play a multi-draft. Right. And then it also feels that, like, you know, the, the thing, the best spot in our draft for the 2021 tournament was the last pick, right? right. I mean, because exactly. you get the two things back to back. Um, this, you still get two things back to back, but there's a third thing that you're not going to get right. a good shot at, which right. is, yeah, that's that. It's it's very well. It's hard to say who is in the best spot yeah. in multi draft versus the 2021 tournament. We had completely solved like what the objectively best spot was, right. and it was definitely last pick. Definitely, yeah. And the the other thing too is the idea. The thing we struggled with for a while is like, oh, I would love to incorporate like a new thing to draft, but should it be like drafting the strategy cards themselves? And that yeah. always was weird, and it made it hard to know what to do with the speaker token once you did all that. So the idea of just literally drafting your speaker order position adds two factors to that, which is, A, like, you can go in with a game plan of, like, I want to get the custodians before the draft has even begun. I'm going to take second in speaker order and take a faction with a blue tech to start with so that I know I can get gravity drive and I will take politics as the second speaker order, giving me a clear path to Mechatol. Like you can, you mm -hmm. can go into a blind draft with that plan in mind. Um, and so is everybody else. But like there, that's the beauty of multi draft is like a lot of times you finish a draft and you can't really start making your plans until the draft is done. But multi draft, it's like, I'm going to be able to sort of manage myself around all of the different things I might want to do. Some yeah. people go in like, I'm absolutely going slice first because, you know, as soon as the draft shows the slices, there's an obvious best slice. And people are like, hey, I know I can play anything as long as my slice is good enough. It's got lots of influence, yada, yada, yada. But the the other beauty of speaker order being uh, put into that is it also gets that thing where people get to also think about who their neighbor is going to be. So right. as you're once you've determined, like once someone takes the speaker as a choice, you know that they're going you, to you basically might as well put them at the 12 o'clock position on the board, right, with their slice. You know, that's where they're going to be. And everybody else can start looking at, well, if I take two, I'm right adjacent to them. But they they got speaker token and they got SAR. They're going to have a horrible slice, but they got sure. speaker token and SAR. That's terrifying. I don't want to be adjacent to SAR, so I better not pick number two. I better pick like three, four, or five so that I have some sort of sandwich between me and SAR. And you get to make even those kinds of decisions. And it's really, really yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a, I, I would say it's a lot more dynamic. The only reason that we did not... I would say include what we are now kind of working on. The only reason we didn't jump right into this is that, you know, way, 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 way back the beginning of the year, Milty Jack was still kind of new yep. and we hadn't actually played much of it. I think if we had spent a lot of time with it though, we would have probably went ahead and done what we're talking about doing yep. uh, today, which is incorporating Milty Draft into a tournament setting we're using the Invitational as basically, I would say, a beta test for the 2022 yep. uh, Invitational or uh, 2022 Patreon Tournament draft. Yes. Um, and do we want to talk a little bit about how we are modifying Milty Draft to work in a yes. tournament setting? Yeah. So the thing with tournaments, some of this is stylistic choice and some of it is things that feel better in a tournament setting. Um, the stylistic side is like Hunter and I love having named slices, but also from a tournament setting, it is much easier for players to sit down with uh, things already in their head prepared. So if we have all of the slices out there, 
predetermined, rather than letting multi-draft randomize all the slices, our tournament is going to have eight set slices that you can choose from. That gives that level of stability that makes people able to make more informed uh, decisions on their tournament day, right? And right. even bigger deal to me personally is the amount of stat collection we can do then from that point on. If every single map in a tournament is completely different, then you get some numbers of like, oh, factions perform this well, but you don't get to get into like as much nitty gritty of like seeing how this faction does when they're in this slice because this slice has that blue skip that they need or the green skip that they need or whatever. Like getting uh, more specific information on when factions perform well versus when they don't is just useful to the community. Even if it's not like statistically robust, we can make informed uh, decisions based off of the numbers that we do see. So I, I like having as static of stuff as we can possibly justify in a tournament setting because it just lets us kind of tell an easier story over the course of the tournament and gives us better numbers to work with after the tournament is done and we want to look at like so what was too what was a trend what was what did we see too much of what did we not see enough of how can we adapt that for next year because the other thing with our tournaments is just we don't want it to be the same thing every single year we would like it to feel different uh, and which factions are good or which methods of uh, attempting things are good. We, we hope to be able to change that from year to year. There was something that Duke Lukem said uh, that I think meant a lot to us um, that we hadn't really thought about um, before, uh, which was that Duke was saying that Duke had a plan for like his entire early game going yeah. into the 2020 finals. Um, we had actually forgotten that we had released uh, the map beforehand. Early. Yeah, that we had that we had given them access to it, and knowing that Duke had planned a lot of his game out uh, going into what I would say is, I mean, I would say Duke's performance in the 2020 finals is probably the best recorded Twilight Imperium game that I know about as yeah. far as like a, an individual playthrough. No shade to any of the other finals no, winners or anybody great, else like, that has won any game. Yeah. But but yeah, the that is what what Duke was able to do in the 2020 finals is I think the thing that we would like to enable other players to do. Yep. Um and so what I am excited about most about this tournament draft is the idea of letting the players know as much as we can actually yep. beforehand. Um, and I can't promise that the amount of foreknowledge that we are going to give to the invitational players will be extended to every single player in every single game. That will basically be impossible, yeah. likely. We might come up with a way to do it. I don't know. I'm I hoping to do it for the prelims. Well, I'm hoping that the prelims, everyone gets a lot of information. The goal being essentially that at least for like a week before your game, you could literally sit down with your five other players in your game and you all could talk through your own draft. And then on game day, you all just like execute the draft. You kind of have all already settled on or whatever. Like I, I, that's yeah. the level of planning I would like people to be able to have access to because um, two things. A... It's just more interesting gameplay. Now, I'm not saying it's more authentically Twilight Imperium, right? Rolling with the punches is part of Twilight Imperium. Yeah. But for us broadcasting Twilight Imperium, seeing people enact well-thought-out strategies is the reason we're showing up, actually. It's the main reason we're, we're showing up is to see people do really amazing stuff. And two, it makes the game go faster, and that is important. <laughs> That's important for yeah. viewership, for people to come watch these things. We need things to be able to happen faster. And sitting and watching someone think about what to do with just their draft for five minutes slows things down to, to a really uh, slow degree. So it's it's just really good to 
let people have more planning already on the front end so that they can dive right in and get to playing the game. Yeah. So the concept here is that it is a multi-draft where you know what slices will be available beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, especially for semifinalists and for sure the finals, you'll even know the pool of factions yes. that will be available. They will not be generated on that day. Me and Matt will generate them. We're going to have these draft days yeah. where we basically make the pools and announce them. So, uh, which is actually something that we're taking from uh, other tournaments that we saw in, uh, there were some late, uh, was that 2019? I guess late 2019? Late 2020, uh, I think. No, late 2020. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry, I got my years mixed around. Um, stuff like the there charity some... brawl, stuff like yeah. uh, the 14 yeah. point tournament was this way. A lot of those tournaments were like predetermined uh, f- faction pools that were, very, mm-hmm. they were, they were drawing so them out of practice. the hat. Hunter and I are, have decided to uh, go ahead and just, at least for this tournament, we might do some drawing out of the hat for the, for, for the actual 2022. We don't even know yet, but for this today, we have pre-selected all of the factions for each thing we we've designed a game to suit the players so that we can maybe see the best game these players are capable of that is the whole yeah. point of this invitational is to celebrate all of these people who have performed very well in previous tournaments of ours uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. try to give them the tools to do even more of what we've seen them do to see how cool that might be yeah um so but before we get to faction sets we will announce those um after the ad break yeah we need to talk about the slices that right. we've built Right. Um, we are not going to give you, we, we've learned from our past mistakes, we are not going to give you the audio poison yeah. of describing <laughs> a bunch of tiles to you. Please check out, uh, I mean, we're going to stream it, but I'm, we'll, we'll put it up on YouTube as well. Yep. Um, so it, it will be available to you to look at um, so that you know what the slices look like exactly. Yes. But we can talk about them in kind of a loose, uh, abstract right. way, like the what big, the concept is of the, them. The big thing with this, invitational tournament these these slices we've designed is we've decided to be quite cruel uh because did the multi draft that did we decide that you decided that hunter <laughs> yeah, decided to be yes. quite cruel i yeah. made a bunch of slices that felt uh maybe too fair too kind and hunter yeah. was like these are invitational players these players have earned spot the, you know these are well performing players we have to give them a challenge this is our only opportunity yeah. to give them yeah. a proper challenge and i hunter i think you're completely on the nose with that Uh, the read on the situation. So the reality is, and what we're going to talk about with these eight slices that uh, they will have available. So keep in mind too, in every game, two slices won't get picked. Now, will we see that all the players decide, oh, there's two obviously horrible slices? I don't think we will, because a lot of them are equally horrible <laughs> for various factions in the game. Uh, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There might be, I'll, I'll be interested to see if like a slice goes pickless the whole tournament. There's only seven yeah. games, so it's entirely possible, um, in, in, if not actually quite likely, but we'll see. Um, so here's the idea though. And what we're going to break down is every single uh, slice in this has an anomaly in it. And in almost every single slice, that anomaly is not where anyone would ever want it to be or would ever put it if they were building the slice themselves. Almost every single slice put it in the path to Mechatol Rex, which is always a rough go of it. Some that impacts more than others, but that is going to be how we sort of define these. We're not going to go into the numbers and exactly what is in every other uh, part of the slice, but we will talk about what is in what anomaly is in the way on this slice. So let's just start uh, with our two gravity rift uh slices we'll start with yeah maybe the best name of all of them this this go yeah, yeah, yeah. gravity's yeah. hopes end 
is a slice that contains Hope's End, obviously, but also adjacent to Mechatol Rex on your path to Mechatol Rex is the empty gravity rift. No planet, just a, hey, if you want to take Mechatol Rex and you want to roll for it, and even if you don't have blue tech, you might, hey, you might make it, baby. You might make it, baby. Yeah, it also has the, my favorite joke, which is where you put the blue skip. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. The blue the blue skip in front of the asteroid field is, is the, biggest, the best Yeah, joke. that's the thing that but, Brian always calls me out on because I do it involuntarily. I don't realize I'm doing it, and then on my maps, the blue skip always ends up adjacent to uh, asteroid, asteroid field. field. <laughs> but this is still pretty good because yeah. it's basically saying, like, here's your blue skip so you can get better movement, but you got to go through that rift anyways, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's no getting around yeah. that, you know? Uh, next up is our other gravity rift slice, and it is called Feeling Lucky Punk. Uh, and it is defined by Cormand, the planet inside of a gravity rift, being in the dead center of your slice, right in front of home, on the path to Mechatol Rex. You can't do anything in your slice without probably using this gravity rift a yep, few times. Yep, yep. It's right, it's right in your way. <laughs> um, the next one I want to talk about is, uh, our, our supernova. Um, one, uh, we have one where uh, the supernova is adjacent to Mechatol Rex, right in the way. Yep. Uh, however, you also get uh, on the other on the the home system side of the supernova, you get a Cohen Joel ear. Um, so we have decided to call this one intolerable cruelty, or real <laughs> rather, Matt did. He wanted to go with the Cohen brothers Cohen brothers thing, um, and it is cruel. It's the it's supernova cruel. is pretty it's cruel. It's a bad slice. It's a bad movie. It's not a thing anybody. I, this, if any, if any slice is going to go pickless, I think it might be this one. Although I don't know. It's also there's got a certain, prime war in it though. It's got there's prime war in it. And there's a thing with it of the idea that like this is the one where the person already like because you can pick speaker order in multi-draft this is probably like a late pick person where it's like well speaker two and three have all been picked which means the odds of me having speaker token in round two and and being able to do anything about mechatol rex is already gone so i might as well take an incredibly rich slice give up on mechatol and yeah. do something completely different i think that this actually this slice isn't actually so bad you have um we're gonna almost describe this entire slice because you uh, because of this but uh muat obviously doesn't care about the supernova that's yeah, that's it's a fine muat slice and you also have the um you have the bad side of a wormhole in it though which is a place to go and also like i don't know just figure out how to get around the supernova right. everybody's got something in the way right right like i think the planets are pretty solid for uh intolerable cruelty. if this were a slice if this were the only slice with a blocked path to Mechatol, it'd be like a big problem. But because every single slice has some yep. version of yep. a block, it's like, well, it's just, it's the most. It's just the full, worst yeah, block. Yeah, it's the it's worst the block. full block. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. up, we've got our two asteroid field slices. Uh, we're going to start with the one that's just called Lump of Coal. It's a big old Lump of Coal. And it's defined by the asteroid field being right in front of your home system, directly in yeah. front of you. Yeah, the yeah, normal yeah. empty asteroid field. And on the other side of that, there's also no planets. So not only do you have if you don't start with anti-mass you don't have a clear path to mechatol but you have also have no planets on the path to mechatol so this is just like a slice right. that says don't do mechatol it's not your thing that's not your thing at all yeah. but you have the good side of the alpha wormhole you got lodor you got bear glitter for you that's got great it, stuff though. that's you, what you get yeah you like. get money and that's it and you got to find some other game plan to to solve your problems I think what we did with this whole anomaly concept that I dig is that the asteroid field slices are, in my opinion, just like the worst slices yeah. just overall. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you could play a blue blue tech faction, blue start, 
and be like, well, I don't care about this asteroid field. And it's like, yeah, but also like slice kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, where are you going? Slice kind of bad. <laughs> uh, the other one is we're calling the Riggle Rocks. The Rigel Riggle Rocks. rocks. Riggle Rocks. Uh, down to Fraggle Rock? I don't know. Hi. Uh, so this one is the asteroid field is in that other position on your path to Mechatolrex. So it is adjacent to Mechatolrex. Um, this slice is numerically not too bad. Pretty good. Actually, it's quite a, it's, quite it a is good layout. Good, yeah. it's, it's like a 4-6. Um, it's just another one of those things where... I don't know. I don't know if you're taking Mechatol or not. Maybe you will if you have if you start with the right stuff. And I, honestly, this is the one where if you are an anti mass like if you're Barony, this slice is is not even any. It's not a big deal at all because you're gonna move to the Riggles, and then you got gravity. You'll get gravity drive that round. You'll easily take Mechatol round two. So this one yeah, yep, more yep, yep, so yep. than lump of coal. This one's like oh you you might not have an issue with that uh, asteroid field at all. It, it may never impact you in a negative way. Yeah yeah um yeah I should yeah. You're right. Riggle Rocks actually is pretty good. So Lump of Coal, I don't think is very good, but Riggle Rocks is actually great. So we didn't yeah. make both the asteroid fields bad. Right. Um, I'm going to talk about your first nebula slice. This one's called Gotcha Something. Uh, <laughs> and it's because the nebula is right dead center, right yeah. in front of the home system, right in the way. Um, have to, you know, don't stop or don't pass go. Do not collect yeah. $200. Yeah. You must stop um, in it. This one is a it's, weird structure because it has a blue skip in it as well. And if you if you uh, deeply know the mechanics, you know that a nebula limits your ship's movement to one, but then you can still add modifiers, which means gravity drive moving out of a nebula isn't actually the biggest deal yeah. in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so for gotcha something, you could park like your carrier and infantry in the nebula and not take a planet, but then take that blue skip Somehow get gra all of this doesn't make sense, but regardless, if you put stuff in the nebula, you could take Mechatol Rex round one, but it's like it's very costly and probably not what the person in the slice is doing uh, because yeah. you you would be sacrificing quite a bit. But it is technically possible. Good luck getting somebody to take Diplo uh, in this. I feel like the setup is yes. not gonna be great. Yeah, uh, um, jumping okay, over so to the other nebula yeah. slice is uh, Children at Play. Uh, is you've got your beta wormhole, empty beta wormhole right next to home, and then ever a uh, adjacent to Mechatol Rex. So this one is like, if you could get to ever around one, like if you have warfare or something and you can get to ever around one, you'll be able to take Mechatol Rex, no big deal. There's also a blue skip in this slice as well. Both the nebula slices have blue skips to sort of like counteract the nebula being a constant thorn in your side. Um, but this one I think is a pretty decent slice. I don't know, maybe not. The numbers are pretty good. Great. Yeah. No, I think I think it's pretty good. Um, I, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's called, uh, it's called children at play because you gotta go slow. Yeah. You know, slow down. be cautious. This is a nice neighborhood. You can't go just driving <laughs> through here as fast as you want. There are children. <laughs> there are children around, sir. Okay. And and then, one more. Yeah. The last one is called the highway to Mirkatal, and it is the only one that is not mean in any way, shape or form. Um, and it's probably uh... the hot commodity slice. Hunter thinks it's mean. Well, there's, it's mean in one very specific way that I think a lot of players will question if that's that mean. The big thing with Highway to Mirkatal is there's like no resources in it. You got sour. No resources. Um, but your path to Mirkatal is completely unimpeded and it's Vorhal and then Aranam and Mir on the path. So you like you are guaranteed, if you just take your slice, you are guaranteed to have the six influence you need to then yeah. take Mechatol Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah, perfect Mechatol slice. It's designed to be a first pick. Yeah. It's literally designed for first yes. pick slice. 
But if you, if you first pick the slice, your options can be blocked of the factions that might be able to take advantage of it, right? If if the yeah, draft yeah. only has a couple of blue tech factions or something, you may not be able to take advantage of it at all. Let and me... you might and you probably won't get first pick to get something like warfare. Let me throw some science at you real quick. So <laughs> why why? <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that one in a while. Um why is any faction slow? Really? Right. I mean, like what makes a faction slow? I always feel like the thing that makes a faction the slowest is less than four resources at home. Mm, I always mm-hmm. feel like that makes them slow. So if you take this slice and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got all this influence. But then you end up with a slow faction. That's an interesting game to me. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you get a really great faction in this, yeah, 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 then this slice is very, very nice. But the fact that, you know, I just feel like it's 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 even more cruel that there's only like one good one, right. you know what I mean? Right. One that where it's wide open. And so, yeah, seeing this end up with the worst faction in each um, pool will be really fun, I right. think. The, the conversation of a game will be talking about, did certain factions overcome the problems to still handle Mechatol or did Highway to Mirkatol just get it? You know, every game is gonna mm-hmm. be that. It's like, did Highway to Mirkatol find the easy path or did somebody else overcome the odds and uh, get that custodian's point? Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see how all that's going to play out. Uh, after the break here, we're going to actually talk about every single game and all of the factions that these players are going to have options to choose. And with those players uh, behind the scenes, we're even going to roll their draft order so that those players can start working basically today on what uh, what their draft will look like. They, they could be in a private chat and work out exactly what their draft is before their game even starts on game yeah. day. Yeah, that but let's take fun. let's take a quick little break and then we'll talk factions. Okay, we're back and it is time. Oh my gosh, this is this is a new thing for us where we get to like yeah. really break down drafts before they've even mm-hmm. started, uh, which is mm-hmm. truly thrilling to me. But let's talk about each game, um, and we're gonna talk about bigger stuff than just the factions too in these games. I mean, we're we're gonna prep you. For every single thing you could get hyped about for this game. So so game number one, Friday, October 15th at 1500 UTC. Uh, we are splitting up the games as we did with uh, a lot of last year's tournament. Again, just Hunter and I doing three games a weekend is a lot. So I'm doing the Friday game and I will be joined by the illustrious Mate Nason as my co-commentator, which I'm incredibly thrilled to have him on board. He was actually a top contender to be in this tournament and just we we just kind of ran out of slots. So I'm very thrilled to be able to have him and his expert advice as part of the commentary that day. Uh, But let's talk about the players in that game. The Deft Piper, Seven, Micmac Moose, Jasper, Imsen, and Alice. Most of these players are all known for uh, not fearing aggression, not being afraid to uh, take a home system early or play really tough in the late game when it comes to win making conversations. Uh, so we decided to give them quite the slew of mean, aggressive yeah. factions to just give yeah. them the top potential of what they're capable of. So their eight factions that they will have access to are the Clan of Sar, the Nomad, Winu, the L1Z1X, Ghosts of Creus, the Mahakt Gene Sorcerers, the Extra Kingdom, and the Vulwraith Cabal. Yeah. So yeah, we're just throwing all the, the we're we're throwing all the wildest people we know into the game, 
and then giving them the wildest factions we can think <laughs> of to give them. So that's that's the goal here. That's yeah. the exciting uh, payoff. And then and it's good. It's a good start. You know, it's yeah. really going to kickstart an explosive the entire start. This game tournament. could either be like five hours long because just like everybody does so many blows that someone flies to a, a, a win very fast or they all crush each other so hard that this one takes a, an inordinate amount of time. I'm very afraid. I predict that one. Yeah, I predict that. <laughs> yeah. Multiple people. Could. It's because we've given them all very good tools. I mean, like there are five of these players are going to. Ha so there's going to be Sars definitely going to be in the game, right? Yeah. Winu's definitely going to get picked. Nomad's definitely going to get picked. L1's definitely going to get picked. Uh, extra is definitely going to get picked. Right. And then that last spot is between Cabal, <laughs> Mahawk, and Ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... So, yeah, it's it's just going to be wild. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really wild. Yeah. And I, I could imagine, like, maybe based off taste, that that isn't quite the pool either. Like, I could imagine someone being like, I don't even want to play Winu yeah. in this environment. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pick Winu right. because everyone... Sar and Cabal could sit next to me and literally eliminate me around two, and that just be the right. end of it. It's just over. Right. Picking Winu in this pool might be... Now, I'm not sure, but it might be like bringing a pillow to a gunfight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, well, that's not going to fly. Sorry. that's just That just yeah. will not the do. The pillow contains the codes to a nuclear missile, but you have to find right. it first. Like, you, yeah, you may you have not to find get it first. And they, and they brought guns. And they brought guns. So, yeah, maybe no Winu. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. That's, uh, that's yeah. exciting. Uh, so, game number two is the next day, Saturday, October 16th at 1200 UTC. That's an early American morning, but this is kind of our Euro group. Uh, this is going to be hosted by Hunter and myself. Uh, so, the team's getting back together. Uh, and here's your players. Evernoob, Shorty55, Unaligned Magi, Mantis, Green Flame, and Janor. Uh, which yeah. I think this might be among our most um, dynamic group. Like there's not just like one set play style in this group. I think there's a sure, lot sure. of people doing a lot of different things in this one. Um, and so we gave them garbage. We handed them a bunch of garbage because they're all good in unique different ways. So they've mm -hmm. got the choice of Embers of Muat, the Arborek, the Yin Brotherhood, the Nalu Collective, the Mentak Coalition, Isaral Tribes, Sardak Nor. And then that we had we toss in the necrovirus. I think that's really going to throw things off. However, the point here is that none of these are blue tech factions. None of these yeah. are what we would call fast factions. They don't have access. Well, in my definition, some of these have four resources, like Hunter talked about earlier. But they don't have access to cruiser too easily. They don't have access to gravity drive easily. It's hard for yeah. them to get off the speed. And by having that lack of access, that inherently also makes necro not have that access. So that's the yeah. that's the point of including necro here. Is necro does not have a blue tech faction to feed from. So it's going to be a slow start. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be, man, yeah, this is, this one, as far as the pool, might be my favorite pool. Mm -hmm. I just love that it's just, like, all kind of crap, and then Necro <laughs> is fun. Isarl's yeah. not crap, either. Isarl's no, really Isarl's good, good, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, there's, there's definitely a couple choices up at the top. Um, I hope someone, uh, I think I'm guaranteed a Bug Boys pick, which I'm yeah. excited about in this one, I think. Uh, um, a notable just combo here is Evernoob has never not played Sardak Nor in a tournament game. Oh. So we will see if this group allows Evernoob to once again play Sardak in that's a Space Cats Peace Turtles game. Uh, that's That would be hilarious to me. Um, yeah, I feel like your underdogs here are Arborek and Yin. 
I would be a little mm-hmm. bit surprised if either of those made in. However, some of these players might be in it for the yucks, and they may just take Arborek because uh, I think they're good enough, and I'm here for fun, you know? This tournament is yeah. a little bit lower stakes, like a tiny, a, a minuscule lower stakes, but that might be enough for people to start doing some weird things in these drafts um, just because they're trying to have fun with, with yeah. crazy good players. Honestly, I hope so. But yeah, th- this is also, man, I think this group, this is the group that I have the least, uh, like, I don't understand what it's going to be like to have yeah. these six people playing the same game. I think this um, is going to feel the really most like a group. normal game of Twilight Imperium. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, everybody's just covered here, and it's like all just solid players across the board. None of them are, like, Janor is like the main one. We could be like, oh, Janor is like a salesman. But beyond that, like, nobody else is like a horribly unique characteristic that like defines every game of theirs i think i think they're all kind of like capable of any kind of yeah. good play yeah and a, and a lot of them are just really solid i mean yeah. like i've played uh, green flame has beat me so many times yeah. and of course we love mantis magi shorty five five the shorty five five the king of underselling yeah. himself <laughs> would not be surprised if short if shorty five five won that game easily um, yeah yeah ever noob will probably bring a little bit of silliness let's be yes, real absolutely um and then yeah yeah i don't know it's a fun group i'm excited about it yeah let's talk about game three rounding out the weekend and if you haven't been paying attention or you haven't uh we, we haven't explicitly said it the point is every single weekend contains all 24 factions that's why we did eight so with three games each the eight factions will all uh, all 24 factions will be represented so this game is the leftovers uh this one's going to be commentated by hunter and root it's sunday october 17th at 1800 utc but this game features brian ginger Goldie and Kool-Aid and Scooge and Rafflemeister, aka Gen Con Joey. This is some of our most talkative and dirty players in terms of like nasty. I mean, Goldie like almost did some of the worst win making we've ever seen in a tournament <laughs> game. Let's be real. Go- Goldie will go to some dark places. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So we gave them access to uh some powerhouses, I would say. This is right, Argent right. Flight, the Barony of Letnev, Empyrean. The Titans of Ul, the Jol- uh, Universities of Jolnar, the Emirates of Hakan, Federation of Sol, and the Nazroka Alliance. There's a lot yeah. of tradables here. There's a lot of stuff that can be sold between the players. There's a lot of room for talking in this group. For sure. For sure. Um, and of course, it's a, another Brian v. Ginger. We just love it. Yeah. We just Can't love our... The, the duo there. Those two are cursed to always have to play to, with each other. The, the only people more cursed are, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but John and Patience are the only two more cursed players of having to always yeah. play with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, I'm excited to watch them cancel each other's chances. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I My prediction is that Brian, Ginger, Goldie, and Kool-Aid all go up in flames. Yeah. Essentially. And Gen Con and Joey then... just rides it out. Or Scooge. One of those two <laughs> is just Scooge. like, yeah, they, it could stayed, be, it could they, be they laid too. low enough to not fall into the shenanigans. It, it, that, I think it'll be the most chaotic uh, yeah. of the games that we have uh, put together. Yeah. So, yeah. The next game weekend four. is uh, game four, Friday, October 22nd at 1800 UTC. This one's another me game, and I will be joined by Big Al Cappuccino. I'm super Ooh. stoked about this one because, like, getting Big Al at the commentary desk for the first time is something I'm very. We're going to talk about marrow and how you suck it. You know, that's just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know okay. why, but that's what we're going to get into a lot of. And what a group to do it with. We've got Duke Lucum, MJ Ultra. Sabian, Wolfen, M. Lichewski, which we've 
apparently always been saying M. Lazuski, and we were finally corrected uh, just recently that the, we've always been saying his name wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> for, uh, years. for years. For years. Three years. <laughs> and then finally, rounded out uh, is Zippelin. These are six players that, to me, are all uh, masters of the bread and butter of Twilight Imperium. And I mean that in, like, the they're all capable of backstabbing but they always have a kind face on it and so you never are a hundred percent sure if you're being backstabbed they're all capable of like finding a victory from absolute collapse mm-hmm. wolfen mm-hmm. and luke and mj ultra all of them have been in these situations where it's like you're just riding the train as it's like exploding on the tracks behind you like they are all capable of all of those top tier twilight imperium moments yeah uh and getting to talk through that with big al is gonna be uh i'm very stoked for it let's talk about their factions it's uh this this one's the funny one uh so so the second weekend we've reset and we have all of the 24 factions again but it's not the same three sets it's completely shuffled up again and let's see if you can um understand kind of like what we are what what how we've decided to stylize these uh the Mahakt Gene Sorcerers, the Nomad, the Nazroka Alliance, the Titans of Ul, the Argent Flight, the Vulwraith Cabal, the Empyrean, and well, we threw in Ghost of Creus too, but this is the POK game. This is this is all <laughs> POK factions. Every single one got lobbed into this game, which also makes it a pretty powerhouse game because hey, POK factions yep. are super good. <laughs> POK factions are really good. And also I think it'll just be fun to have the uh all the POK-ness uh sequestered yep. to one game in particular right um and so the rest of them can be you know not that essentially <laughs> oh uh, also i just wanted to say i think that game my prediction for game four is that it's there's going to be a lot of quiet yes brutality yeah, like a exactly. kind of smoldering <laughs> like a quiet yeah fire is yeah these are players it's, that all get their deals done quickly and there's not a lot of complexity to them it's just like yeah. Okay. X minus one. Okay. Great. And then oh, oh and also uh, I have activated your home system. Sorry. Uh, I've just yeah. Got, I've gone ahead and done that. <laughs> they're fa- <laughs> they're fast and they're sharp. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, game, game number five. five is Saturday, October twenty third at fourteen hundred UTC. This is another Matt and Hunter. The two of us are commentating this one, and this might be uh my i have to call it my least hyped game because of the context of what's going to happen to this game we've got schroeder we've got axel we've got vaunt we've got kraken andra and milty at least three of these players are the talkiest players in the scene yep kraken yep vaunt and schroeder could deal make their way out of jail uh they could do pretty much anything i think and then the other three are um, I won't call all of them the opposite of that. I mean, Andra certainly is not a big, big talker. Axel even kind of keeps to himself to a certain extent. Axel mm-hmm. feels like Axel could have easily fit in with uh, that game four group too of just this like meticulous, I'll deal when I need to and I can talk if right, I have right, to. Right. But uh, I don't know. Axel's in a category on his own to me. Axel's like my favorite player right now, by the way. I keep saying it, but I freaking love watching Axel play. And then Milty named the draft is named after there's an ugly target on milty's back for for no good reason uh because it's just this this draft is named after him and and people know his name so i i feel like milty doesn't stand a chance but we'll see 
I don't know. Milty is the Supreme Court of Twilight Imperium. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like those powers could come to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and let's talk, too, about the factions they have, because this one hurts. This is a wild draft, and I honestly yeah. have no idea how these players are going to handle it, which is why we gave it to the talkiest group, because they are definitely going to have to work some stuff out here, because they have Winu, the Clan of Sar, Necro, but then they also have Isarl, Arborek, Muat, Yin and Nalu. There's some like top, top tier factions, some bottom, bottom tier factions, and like two middling, maybe. Um, so, I mean, in theory, you see stuff like Yin and Arborek probably left on the ground floor again because there's just too much raw power everywhere else. But I don't know. Like, this group is to me capable of anything. I, I don't want to make productions, uh, predictions for what Kraken's going to bring to the table. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, don't bother with that. Yeah, he's going to start some sort. I'm telling you, it's going to be Wall Street this time. <laughs> it's going to be a stock market. Uh, I mean, I investment. will say I intentionally kept Hakan out of this group because we can't. We couldn't. No we couldn't way. dare. No way, Kraken. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Okay. We can't have you doing that again. Okay. Especially you will with be, Schroeder will... and Vaughn. They're like absolutely willing to play along. Like there's just oh, yeah. no way. Oh, yeah. They're going to the casino for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, then, all we got left is uh yeah. game six. Game six. And I is... think we've got we've got a great closer. Yeah, for it's you. a wonderful closer. Sunday, October twenty fourth at eighteen hundred UTC. This is Hunter and unconfirmed at time of recording. Stads, maybe co probably. I bet it's probably stads. stads. If it's not stads, it'll be somebody else. Yeah. But I hope it's stads. Right. Um. But we we've got. Of course, like we said earlier, John and patience is a virtue. One of the most classic. Uh. Uh rivalries in the scene but mm-hmm. also add add a new rivalry to it humble checkmate and teddy's jam for you a couple of recent <laughs> finalists who were both claiming like almost had you know humble almost won that one and teddy pulled it right. out and i and i think there's a, a little thing brewing there and rounded out with ledgerman rollo and james k polk uh this game is fierce and there's going to be a lot of uh, those rivalries give, I think, Rolo and James K. Polk these awesome opportunities to, like, play sides in really interesting ways and, like, help out certain things. Like, I, I just think it's going to be uh, an incredibly expressive game, especially with these factions. You've got the Barony Aletnev, the L1Z1X, the Mentak Coalition, the Federation of Soul, the Emirates of Hakan, the Universities of Jolnar the X-Shot Kingdom, and the Sardak Nor. If you haven't been paying attention, this is also our base game faction. This is our base base game faction. This is the original right. six plus uh, L1Z1X and Mentak. These are some OG factions for some OG yeah. players. Uh, yeah. And I'm really stoked for it. Yeah, we've gone uh, completely classic. I also just want to point out that I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure that Teddy beat James K. Polk in the semifinals in order to make it to the yes, finals. That's right. So Teddy actually has has his work cut out for him. Well, I here's would the say. thing. Here's the real thing. So Teddy is the most recent winner of a tournament. And in the Twitch chat of those games and after those games, people like John and Patience have both been like, I would never let Teddy get away with that kind of talking. And James K. Polk <laughs> was the number one player in his semifinals that was not letting Teddy get away with that kind of stuff. So there's like all of these players that are already playing against Teddy's Jam for you. So I yeah, this 
more so than I just talked about Milty in Game 5, I don't think Teddy's Jam for You stands a chance because there's all these people that have this, like, uh, preordained fire against him. <laughs> right, right. He's he's not going to speak the entire game. He's just going to send, mm-hmm. like, texts. <laughs> like, it's just going to be in the in the chat channel. If he gets um, access to something like x like, I don't even know what this game looks like after that point. I really hope yeah. he gets something like that. Teddy, I would say he's your lawyer. Try to lose big. Yeah. Try to lose big because the the heat that you have on you right now, Teddy. The only way you can diminish it is by taking a big loss. Right. So I would I would just I would just I would fall this right is, on my sword. This is you know what I mean? This is Teddy's chance to prove he's not afraid of anything. So that then in 2022, n- no one is like no one doubts him and is like no 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 man. If you do something to him, he'll tank your game. I've watched him do it. He did it in the Invitational. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> that guy's a loose cannon. <laughs> that's that's what Teddy Teddy isn't playing this tournament to win this tournament. He's playing this tournament to stand a chance that next for year. Next one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think to a certain extent, they could all start playing like yeah, that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Duke could do the same thing right. and just like completely tank his own game so that in the prelims for next tournament, he can be like, well, didn't, didn't you see when I just like totally yeah. lost? I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I wouldn't worry about me at all. You know, <laughs> like it's a, it's a chance to reset yeah. a little bit. You absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. I am so, but yeah, the more we've developed this tournament, the more stoked I am for it. Uh, I, I, was afraid of doing an invitational beforehand because like i don't like to play favorites but hunter you made up a really good system to uh fairly pick players and the players we've ended up with are all amazing and multi draft is amazing and these faction sets are amazing and i'm just stoked how everything is shaping up this is this is a very very cool setup for a tournament yeah uh and you should expect us to do this uh next year and probably probably forever cuz it's uh cuz it's fun. Yeah. Uh and I think it's a good way to celebrate the first 3 years of the tournament and sort of look back and I I'm just excited to kind of have the old faces in with the new faces. Yeah. Um it yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I think in a way this event more than the regular Patreon tournament is going to get me a little more emotional, yeah. I feel like, than the regular tournament does. Because the regular <laughs> tournament has that, like, it's so long, it takes forever, uh-huh. and then you get to the end, and it's like, wow, I can't believe we were able to yep. just even do this event at all. Well, and the Patreon um, tournament inherently brings in a lot of new faces. So it's like we end up with a finals where it's like, hey, we've only seen, like, two games from this person. They're not, like, a yep. necessarily yep. a major figure in the TTS community. So it has that dynamic of, like, you're learning new things about new players, whereas this one is just, like, all experience, all things we've seen before, but mm-hmm. in completely new setups. Uh, that's That's very, very intriguing. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of story stuff coming yeah. together, you know, because this is wrestling, is what it is. <laughs> it's all just board game wrestling, exactly. really. Yeah. Um, in that Especially, we rig it, and yeah, we do exactly. write how much we've rigged we it. Really, game. really sells that story. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I wanna, I just wanna thank all of everybody who's participating in this, and also here at the end of the episode, I wanna thank all our weird bears: Big Al Cappuccino, Farganess, Squeamish Emu, Brassbird, Brian, Kaluin, John, Son of Leto, Alice, Sunfax, Absol, Rwise, Fancy Zeeling, TG Welch, Spirit Thing, and Rumor Hippo. And I want to thank our little peace turtles. Patience is a virtue. My son is also named Bort, Anvalier, Frank G, Gazkio, Rekka, Carnal, Naderade, Nick, Privix, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's Jam for you. Yeah, um, please send us this Imperium Life Stories. Uh, send them to turtles at gmail.com. Um, we are talking about uh eventually doing uh, this imperium life uh episode but also we're thinking about bringing back play of the week as a send-off segment on the show 
So uh, you might get your story featured very, very soon if you send one in. So please send us yeah. in. If you don't remember how this works, because we haven't done this for a long time on the show, yep. it's just like type up a story of an interesting play that happened or just something funny that happened between the players Absolutely. or something really bad happened. The dice delivered a horrible outcome. Right. Something like that. I those, mean, we those even are accept all... mediocre stories told really, really well yeah. and, and yeah. flowery. You know, if you just if you just make it a whole narrative. I mean, we on this Imperium Life, we have had people just take a kind of like standard thing that happens in a game, but they give it. A, a, like a central character and a narrative arc and like it feels like an audiobook those are good those are really good yeah. for matt matt's a big fan of those so literally send us anything if you had a cool story or even just something half noteworthy and you're a good writer send it in because uh we love reading them yeah okay let's talk about the galactic council and where we're at we are right in the middle of the war arc yeah. um uh the galactic council poll went out last week um of course, the response from the Galactic Council has been as horrible as it possibly could. You people, each and every one of you, you don't deserve these tools me. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's your here's your options for the poll. Um, you can vote. You can you can uh, vote for a vote of no confidence. Um, I'm not going to tell you what that means. You will never find out what that means <laughs> until it's resolved. Um, you can vote to call an election. Uh, for the speaker of the council so this would be like electing a speaker uh, for the council uh, and the third option is grant the host emergency powers that means me and matt will do something um, and then the fourth option is uh, conduct a census and redistricting and there's a hidden fifth option uh -huh. that of course the council is choosing to explore <laughs> which is that they're attempting a four-way tie between yeah. all four options right now. Um, as of recording, it's quite successful. Yeah. Uh, it waxes and wanes because, of course, it's kind of created, as I predicted, as I predicted, these people are so predictable. Um, it's kind of created uh, a, a civil war, I would say, between the, mm -hmm. the council itself. You have kind of a, you have a caucus that is very, you know, pro-tying, and then you have your caucus that is anti-tying, um, there's, there is, as of recording, there's eight days left, but as of release, uh, you pro I think you only have like four days, maybe yeah. three days, um, to get your votes in. Um, I, I expect that it will come down to the wire yeah. as far as what happens. There with is this definitely poll. a council forming that intends to flush the votes to make one choice. The thing in the, like the, it's like an eBay yeah. bid at this yeah. point. Like so there's going to be in the last final five seconds, all of a sudden, all these new votes. So anything yeah. could happen with this galactic council vote. I don't know what the repercussion, even after we resolve this galactic council, I don't know what the repercussions are going forward because, uh, they're, they're just going to keep doing this. Even though we're trying to punish them as best we can, they're going to keep tying things. So we have to, I, I almost feel like what this is going to bring forth is a reckoning and a an overarching change to how we run Galactic Council polls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hunter's I mean, I'm gonna eating eat, right now. Hunter's going to eat the rest of that. He's already out. He doesn't care. He's so fed up with the Galactic Council that he's finishing the episode early. He's going to eat a biscuit right here in front of me and God and hey, everyone. Hey. Council, listen to me. Listen to me, you people that think that you can just make fun of us, okay? You think you can give me money? Sorry, hold up. Sorry, you're just like, you're just like not worth it, so I can just like eat while I'm talking to you, council. You people that think 
that you can just give us money and then make fun of us. And <laughs> I, like, I actually feel at this point the the people that are so into tying, it's like you're saying like you don't even care yeah. what the reward is right. for your patronage. You just don't care. Yeah. You just want chaos. That's all well, and you, you want. You want to get in the way of everybody else's reward. That's what you've done. Yeah. You've taken yeah. away. Yeah. You've taken away Absol's reward. How dare yep. you? First yeah. of all, how, how dare you? How dare you? Okay? <laughs> and that's why you have to be stopped. And that's why we will stop you. Yep. Okay? Uh, and we're going to keep it democratic for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, do not think, those of you that are so, so into ties, uh, don't think it's going to survive because yeah. it's not. I'm, I, I, regardless of what the outcome is, I will destroy it. <laughs> and you, I will say this though, actually, Wecker actually came up with a really good way to, to stop me. Yeah. If, if call an election is the selected outcome, Wecker has already put together a document and with, with <laughs> lots of signatures already claiming that they're just going to do a tied election for speaker. They're going to elect every single patron effectively just resetting everything back to where we were before yeah yeah and i like yeah i i mean if you if you would if you hear all this and you think oh man i want to get involved with this uh patreon war you're weird okay <laughs> first of all you're weird that's a strange uh, thing that you want third of all third of all i think i sipped first that's okay third of all um <clears throat> you started this yeah, that's all I want to say. That's really you started this here. patron patrons. Yeah, Galactic Council. You started it, not me. Yeah, so I can do whatever weird, stupid stuff I want to <laughs> do, and I can just keep saying you started it. I didn't do this. I didn't take us here. Okay, you forced my hand. Didn't have a choice. <laughs> Moving oh, on to so a patron tier you. that we appreciate, even though some no, of them up, are Matt. these nasty galactic I'm still counselors. angry. You're still okay? angry. Hunter, I'm I got to get us out of Because put your pants back on. I'm season up. All right. So Homebrewers Guild, love you. Um, uh, so we're doing technology. Just yes. send us in tech. Yeah. Send us in different tech. Uh, uh, not faction tech. No faction tech. Yeah, send right. us in regular tech uh, of all various types. If you're interested in joining in on the council war arc maybe you should consider checking out the homebrewers guild they actually do stuff like yeah, good stuff right. they actually and you are can still participate in the stupid four-way tie stuff that the galactic council is doing god i love smack talking you all <laughs> hundreds of you you're yeah. all disappointing to me <laughs> Uh, you can also rate our show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Give us the opposite star rating of what the Galactic Council... Like, right, go into our things, give us a five-star rating, and say, my five-star rating represents a one-star rating for the Patreon Galactic Council of this podcast. They don't deserve anything, and I'm giving all Dude, of yeah. the rating power I can muster to the hosts who deserve the power. Yeah, I love that. Give... Give us a five-star rating and talk smack on the Galactic Council <laughs> for forcing this war, this unjustified, unnecessary war. How dare you? How dare you? You can also find uh, how to be involved in that Patreon and help undo the chaos these uh, sycophants have sowed by going to our website, spacecatspeacetoodles.com. You can find info about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, everything over there, uh, and you can help share the show. You can tell people about our new show, Old Gamers Almanac. It's a video game show where we rank every video game ever. Uh, so come give that a little listen. It's it's in pod, it's in a podcast feed all its own, 
the most recent episode, uh, we are joined by everyone's favorite hype boy, EJ, to talk about yeah. Crusader Kings 3, which we've yeah. streamed before in the past on uh, the Space Cats Peace Turtles Twitch. So come check that out. It's a great episode with one of my favorite people in the whole world, EJ. Yeah, that's a really fun episode. If you like Crusader Kings 3, you should check out us talking about Crusader Kings 3. Um, and to those of you, to those, to, I know that there's probably a large group of sane people yep. that would just like the Patreon to calm down. I understand. I mean, I'm not hearing, literally no one is saying that, but <laughs> maybe you think that. And I, and I respect that. And I just want you to know that I'm going to fix it. Okay. It's going to be fixed. All right. And they will, they'll never, they, I mean, I'm going to win basically. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that is I. I we, it's become a war because I'm going to win it. Right, the game right? is and rigged. there's nothing. Yeah, the game is. I have all the power. Exactly. I mean, well, me and Matt does, and I tell Matt what to do. Yeah. So I have Hunter all the has power. the power. I'm just here to look like it was uh, debated and talked about. It never yeah. is. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter gets final say on everything with this freaking show, man. I'm telling you. Like, just like the slices in this in this tournament like he wants the chaos but he wants to control yeah. the chaos this is me yeah. pleading for help a little bit just right here at the end just hey please yeah, help. Yeah. my hunter is i'm prisoner uh and i i have a big thumbs down right now on the video <laughs> screen because i i didn't like that matt you're gonna have to matt editing matt's gonna have to cut that i just hope the patreon knows that they're gonna lose yeah that they've picked they've picked the wrong enemy you know they should go to war with milty or something <laughs> Go to war with Dane. He folds easy, man. Oh, yeah. Go to war with Dane. Yeah. get Ruin the whole game, Patreon. That's what I challenge you to do. Don't just try and ruin me, someone that has power over you. Destroy Twilight Imperium itself. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>